Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Make sure to go to TimCast.com, click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do, and you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Just recently, Disney announced to its investors, get well, go broke. The company has embraced politics and cultural ideas that are misaligned with the public, and for this, their bottom line is at risk. At the same time, it may please many of you to know this, although I'm not sure I feel, Bud Light sales continue to fall. You know, I was talking about this last night. I, I am actually a big Bud Light fan. I am a huge Bud Light fan. So excited for this, and I'll tell you why. It's because of Sean Strickland, MMA fighter champion, who made the point correcting me. I was wrong. Bud Light sponsors Dylan Mulvaney. Everybody gets bent out of shape. I think rightly so. Bud Light then sponsors UFC. Now, when Bud Light tried to go with Harley Davidson, we all groaned and cringed and said, you need to apologize. You need to say it was wrong. Your marketing is misaligned with the public to the tune of 30% of your company, your sales. I know Anheuser-Busch is bigger than just Bud Light. And uh, then they sponsored UFC and we all groaned and said, no, come on, UFC. Why would you take that money? I was wrong. I was wrong. Sean Strickland, smart guy. He said, now Bud Light is basically sponsoring every word I say. And the man went on to say some things I can't say on YouTube. And I was like, wow, I'm a big fan of Bud Light now. My point is, when they decided to sponsor UFC, and we know that these MMA fighters are based AF, as the, as the, as the kids say these days, they're putting their money behind speech that uh, we're more inclined to appreciate, though some of it's a little far for me. But uh, no, most of the, mostly uh, MMA fighters are, are fairly based. They're for freedom. They're for personal responsibility. They're not whiny, whinging babies. And so when it, it may be the best they can do. But my view is this. You may not get that apology, but isn't this what we want? We want UFC fighters to be propped up, paid, living lavishly, better than they ever did. And to continue speaking the way they speak is they ain't backing down. You're not going to get an MMA fighter to, to try and play these these stupid woke games. So I'll take that as a victory. And I'll say, OK, Bud Light, Sean is correct. Good dude. There was a video of him recently. I guess he like he stopped some criminal or something. I don't know. I, I didn't see the whole story. He held a guy for the cops to arrive. Now we have these stories and I want to get into where we're currently at with Bud Light. Disney's financial statements prove company became too woke 
will shake up corporate America expert. House of Mouse acknowledges that its focus on cultural and social issues impacted profits. That's one way to put it. Another way to put it, woke Disney broke Disney. That's right. Get woke, go broke, ladies and gentlemen. And now it's uh, it's definitive. No question. You know, look, Daily Wire. This, this is how I described it to Jeremy last night on Timcast IRL. Jeremy, imagine this. Jeremy Boring of the Daily Wire is riding on a little moped behind a bunch of tractor trailers with gold being jettisoned from the back of the trucks by the employees. And Jeremy need only catch them and put them in his little sidecar. That's it. My point is, I'm hearing these stories about Jeremy's chocolate, his deodorant, his razors, and uh, and the movies he's making. And I'm like, it's not that the man is making the greatest pieces of art ever created. I think I'm really excited for Lady Ballers, Daily Wire's new movie. Uh, Jeremy's chocolate's legit really good. It's that these companies have decided to abandon clear winners, Snow White being the best example. Snow White, as Jeremy put it, is the movie that made Disney, 1937. And we've all seen it. It's a classic. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And Disney decided they didn't want that anymore. So Jeremy was like, okay, I'll take it. I mean, really? So we have this, uh, and and it's not just Jeremy. I mean, we've done this. Uh, I don't know. I I have the board sitting over here, a skateboard. There's a company called Independent Trucks independent. And they have the symbol, which looks like some kind of a Maltese cross or whatever. And they got attacked by the far left, accused of having the uh, the the iron cross or whatever, which is associated, I think, with like Weimar Germany and the and the early uh, it's it's used by a lot of countries, mind you. And um, they said the Nazis and the Germans had that. Therefore, it's racist. So the company abandons their logo after 50 years. So we took it and we made boards with it. And I've, it's been, uh, what, like a year? Ain't nobody's come knocking on my door about me announcing to millions of people that that's our logo for our skate company now. So I'm gonna roll with it. You want to abandon? So let me, let me explain. Skateboarders like stickers. They slap those stickers everywhere. And there are 50 years worth of stickers for this logo all over the place. And the company said, that's not us anymore. They've abandoned their logo. They may try and still claim it, but I would love for them to sue and claim it's theirs. Please go back on what you claim. Take back your logo, because I'll tell you this. If at the end of all of this, this is what Jeremy said. If Disney changes course, and it looks like they are, they're panicking, and starts making good content, we won. Jeremy's like, I'll crack a cigar and right off into the sunset. I'm like, right? If we woke up tomorrow and everything was was just corrected and the industry was getting back to normal, like, what would we have to do? We'd be like, wow, look at this. A great movie came out. Now, in reality, I think the uh, price for freedom is eternal vigilance. And that means even if we're seeing positive changes, we keep doing the work we're doing. We want to hold the line. We want to forward that line. But I think what we're seeing now with all these companies is that they're realizing you can't go this route. If I woke up tomorrow and I got a letter from independent skateboard company saying, stop using our logo, it's ours. I would post it on the internet everywhere for everyone to see and say, congratulations, we've won. Because the goal is for independent to be the great company they've always been and to embrace the imagery that made them and that is associated with them. If they abandon that, then I'll pick that up. Just like I said, you know, I'm riding behind the tractor trailer. They throw the logo off. I I catch it. I'll slap it on my board and say, it's our logo now. You don't like it? We'll take it. 
gladly. And then that logo will appear everywhere because it already does. It's, it's already ubiquitous. Those logos all over skate parks slapped up high on those vert ramps and those wall rides. Yeah, you want to abandon it. Fine. I want I want them to take that logo back. Here's a story from The Washington Times, the op ed. I love it. They say. The Walt Disney Co's foray into political activism hasn't been good for business. In a filing with the SEC last week, company leaders disclosed the possibility that a misalignment with public and consumer tastes and preferences with our efforts to achieve certain of our environmental and social goals might impact demand for entertainment offerings. Oh, you love to see it, ladies and gentlemen, ESG on life support. Our environmental and social goals. F you. I, I, tr- I don't swear. We try to keep this one uh, above board and family friendly. You know, some of you may be listening to this uh, podcast on your way to drop the kids off from school or pick them up, something like that. So we don't swear, but I would just love, love to cuss these people out. Their language. Oh, it's the social goals. You failed. You are crackpot weirdos. You know what we love? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I love. I love that silent night. Yeah, that several days before Christmas with the thick snow falling in the sky, a white Christmas inbound. The lights are dimmed low. Christmas trees, the sparkling. We've got the LEDs or whatever hanging from the windows and hanging from the tree. And you sit down in front of maybe you have a heater, maybe you have a fireplace and you're looking out the window and it is muffled and quiet. And you sip a delicious hot cocoa while wearing a goofy sweater. That feeling can't be beat. The candles are lit. And uh, it's funny because, you know, so much of this is so just just outright Christian. I'm not a Christian. But you see, this feeling and this family and this community, which is rooted in a variety of traditions, but the Christian tradition, is beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And you know what? That's what people want. That's what they want. So when they try and do these things that insult that feeling you get, you lose. Good. I'm glad. I'm so happy to see it. I love I love mentioning that scenario because I think most of you, anybody's from a winter climate knows that feeling of the dim lights, the fireplace. It is indescribable. I mentioned this last week. There was an AI video, which is the epitome, the epitome of this feeling. And I yearned for this AI that did not exist. It was a cabin or a house overlooking a city on top of a hill, thick snow falling, a fireplace, cartoons on the TV, and the whole front wall was glass. And I was like, that is the dream, man. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a 
over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. ArcSeedKits.com. That is an expensive, expensive dream. AI generated. But I'm like, if I, if I were to ever want anything, if you were going to say like, if you got a $10 million, well, I, I, I'm building that for that right there, that feeling. There's the important thing. Some of you may not know that feeling. I think many of you do. I want you to imagine that feeling. And I want you to now imagine as you're sitting there with that feeling you get. And Disney is laughing at you and taking a dump on your floor and spitting in your face. That's what it is. That's that feeling. That's what I, that's the feeling I get when they insult and mock classics. Snow White. I imagine that's how Jeremy Boring felt when he saw what they were doing to Snow White. That warm, fuzzy feeling inside with your family on Christmas with the snow falling. And it's just the cars are muffled. And then Disney comes in and takes a dump on your floor. And you're like, the whole thing is ruined. So you know what? They deserve to lose money. They deserve to suffer. But I tell you, my friends, it's not just Disney. It's, it's a bunch of other brands. But I do want to point out in the past three years, look, you know, in 2020, their stock went down, but it started to climb into 2021. I'll tell you why. Lockdown stuff. So a lot of people are watching Disney Plus, and that's probably helping them. But then they lost that boost. They were given a golden opportunity, and they currently sit at $94 as of uh, November 17th. No, I'm sorry, no, uh, $92, sorry, as of the 28th. If we go back to 2018, they were at 115 They are lower now than they were five years ago. That's right, my friends. They're failing. Disney is struggling. They're, they're, they're not, in the past five years, they're down 20%. That's incredible. Get well, go broke, man. You got to beat inflation. You want your stock price to be going up consistently over the past five years. They're losing. Woke is losing. I think, you know, I think the future is looking bright. We have a great fight ahead of us. We are forwarding the line, but we are not necessarily controlling the entirety of the field. We're not past that 50 yard line, perhaps, but maybe we're at 30, 35, right? We were near the red zone. We were being pushed back and they were about to score that touchdown. And then <laughs> interception, we changed course. That's how I feel. I'm not a big football guy, so, so bear with me. But I, I really do feel that we are starting to turn things around. And Elon Musk buying X is a very, very good example of this. It's incredible to see the, you know, we're, we're um, filming these new skate, uh, skate videos for the new show, The Boonies. Follow at The Boonies on Instagram. And uh, uh, we have this on, on YouTube. We're going to be, we're just, we're just starting. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to be producing, uh, producing short clips. We are going to be uh, sponsoring several skateboarders. We've got uh, bo- uh, pro, pro model boards, our own board company in the works for The Boonies. We're filming these skate uh, uh, skate clips, and I'm going to tell you, my friends, skate terminology has things I cannot say on YouTube. So I'll put it this way. Uh, in skateboarding, there are quarter pipes and half pipes. These are ramps that transition upward. They're called transition ramps. There's a slang term for this. Can't say it on YouTube. 
We can say it on X. So what we're actually doing is we're working on a bit, a silly bit, where we basically mock the, 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 the disgusting censorship from YouTube and Facebook. And we are going to upload the full versions of these on X, Rumble, Facebook, YouTube. Here's the funny thing. On Rumble and X, they'll be uncensored. On YouTube and Facebook, they will be bleep, 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 bleep. You know, I just love this. We've, we've mentioned some of this stuff in the members only section on Timcast uh, IRL. There, there are statements and phrases in, in the terminology of skateboarding that could probably get you placed under investigation by the police. So things like doing a line in skateboarding means landing several tricks in succession. And, uh, you know, if you were talking about doing a fat line or something combined with some other phrases I can't say on YouTube, you know, they might assume you're doing and selling drugs and other things with uh, that are illegal. But I can't say it on YouTube because the algorithm and the machine doesn't care for words. Let me just put it this way. There is also a slang term for transmission. You can't say that either. We, we one, one of our friends, a guy actually commented on Instagram in using skate lingo and got suspended for doing it. Absolutely hilarious. We'll take a look at this. Anheuser-Busch's U.S. marketing chief steps down as Bud Light sales plunge. I saw this headline and I was like, this must be an old story because certainly the UFC thing is going to turn things around. Nope. You done did it. Sorry, guys. Have a nice day. Benoit Garb. Garb. The U.S. chief marketing officer for Anheuser-Busch InBev is calling it quits as the backlash over marketing stunts continues to affect sales. Once the top selling uh, beer, Bud Light sales have plunged. In the most recent quarter, 13.5% decline in revenue per 100 liters. Wow. The best measure of beer sales. He oversaw marketing when Bud Light partnered with Dylan Mulvaney. Boy, I, what was it? The latest news? They paid Dylan Mulvaney like a hundred and something thousand dollars. Some of the backlash was homophobic. Shut up. Garb did not directly oversee the partnership. The two executives who did were put on leave. Yeah, they're gone. The, the uh, rumor that we've heard is that those people are, weren't just put on leave. They're gone. They destroyed this brand. Get woke, go broke, baby. I mean, look at Jeremy's razors and Jeremy's chocolate. I'm jealous, you know? So we've got some uh, uh, really great, uh, man, we got some great projects. In the next couple of weeks, we're putting on a new song, which is intended as a major F you to the music industry. But, you know, well, uh, we mentioned this on the, on, the, on the members only last night, but, but I won't say too much now. They say Bud Light is already trying to lure back customers who are boycotting the brand, signing a sponsorship deal with UFC that's said to be in the $100 million range. I got to say this right now. I think people, I think we should, I want to wait. I want to wait until we see Sean Strickland or someone else speak up with that Bud Light logo. I'll wait. But I do think we should start buying Bud Light again. And I'll tell you why. A message should be sent. I want the executives at Anheuser-Busch to be like, guys, guys, Sales are returning. What what happened? We sponsored UFC and it worked. I want I want this to succeed because the the opinions of UFC athletes are the antithesis of the opinions of Dylan Mulvaney. And so I want these companies to all see when you sponsor the likes of Sean Strickland, you make money. When you sponsor the likes of Dylan Mulvaney, you lose money. Create that pressure system so that all the brands know 
If you want to succeed in your sponsorships, it ain't going to be with the likes of Dylan Mulvaney. It's going to be with the likes of Sean Strickland. So we may be salty over what Bud Light did. And a lot of people said, no, Bud Light should go to zero. And I'm like, well, it's as Jeremy was saying, if Bud Light tomorrow came out and said, we apologize and we're, we're abandoning this, we'd all be happy, right? I think the best thing we could hope for is they don't apologize, which sucks, but they do sponsor UFC. I, my mind has changed. My mind has changed. If they turn around and then announce, you know, a billion in revenue plus and they become the number one beer again, that is the biggest victory we could hope for. Every company will see it. They're going to be like, guys, don't sponsor the woke stuff. You're going to lose a lot of money. Now, UFC, the anti-woke stuff, that's cash money. It's cash money, baby. People are going to buy your product. So now I'm actually, not that I'm a fan of Bud Light, not that I drink. I think Bud Light's actually pretty gross. Yeah, I mean, people call it awful things. I just, I'll keep it family friendly. But yeah, if I'm going to have a beer, I got to be honest, it's going to be a yingling. Yingling actually tastes good. You know, that is what it is. But take a look at this. Dailymail.com, Corporate America's DEI showdown. The anti-woke backlash against Target, Macy's, and Bud Light has rocked the diversity industry, but its policies persist under the radar. Okay. Well, there you go. As much as I want to see them succeed, the marketing just ain't going to cut it. You got to drop the DEI garbage. Now, Disney, they're feeling the heat. They're feeling the heat bad. And everyone can see it. They've now had to announce to their investors, get woke, go broke, ESG has failed. They're going to say it's been a tough year for these for the DEI industry. A Supreme Court ruling effectively stopped college admissions, uh, admissions tutors giving applicants a leg up due to their race. Such big name brands as Bud Light and Macy's Target have lost customers and faced legal fights over diversity schemes. You know what we need? You know what we need? We need, I'm telling you guys, if you are a white person, and your job has tried to put you through DEI training, file a lawsuit, file a complaint with the EEOC. They may not go for it, but file a lawsuit. If you can, I know it's not easy. The point is a white person being told that whiteness is bad or whatever is racism and it's illegal. If they try to do anything relating to whiteness, white people or any other race, sue them for discrimination. Use the system as it's intended. I'm allowed to do this. Now you may get bad courts and bad judges. It's got to go to the Supreme Court. Keep suing and keep pushing. How many stories have we covered where it was like white woman discriminated against for being white wins $15 million, right? You've seen these stories. Hey, man, these companies are breaking the law. They're racist. And there is cash money sitting right there for you as reconciliation for the crimes, the unjust behavior of these evil corporations. They want to use race as some kind of qualifier that is un, that, that is in violation. I think it's unconstitutional, but it's in violation of the 1964 Civil Rights Act. So go after them. And then we'll see one by one. There are these dudes that go to bars that have ladies night and they say, I want a drink at the discounted rate. And the bar says women only. And they say, that's illegal. And they say too bad. So these guys then file lawsuits and win instantly. It's been going on for a long time. And you know what? More power to them. There's a lot of people who are like, oh, you know, but ladies night is good because women don't want to come out and the guys want the ladies. So they offer the ladies a discount. The ladies show up and then the guys show up and it's like, yeah, maybe, maybe. But you can't have your cake and eat it, too. You can't have two different prices, one for men, one for women. And I, I also love this 
when the left are like, women only get paid 73 cents on the dollar for what a man makes because they're comparing apples to oranges. But at the same time, you have this trend of ladies nights where at, at bars, women get discounts when they buy drinks. So spare me, dude. Women have their privileges. Men have their privileges. Men and women are different. Have a nice day. But these guys are going to these bars and they're filing suits. And then immediately the bar's lawyer is like, uh, yeah, what you did was illegal and you're going to lose and you're going to lose big. You should just pay it out and stop doing ladies night because you cannot offer different pricing based on sex. Sorry, dudes. That's just a reality. I think we got to play the same game with these companies. If you work for any of these companies, you've got to stand up and say this is against the rules, man. Have you seen the price of gold lately? It's hitting all time highs. And when it comes to investing in gold, check out Noble Gold Investments. They have a track record of excellence that's second to none. Just look at their thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Google, and the Better Business Bureau. Customers rave about their knowledgeable staff, smooth investment process, and life-changing results, which you can see for yourself online. That's the kind of reputation you can count on. But it's not just about the reviews. Noble Gold Investments truly care about their clients. They take the time to understand your unique needs and goals, and they give expert guidance every step of the way. That level of personalized service is rare in this industry. Look, when it comes to securing your financial future, you can't afford to take chances. Go with the gold company that has earned the trust of countless investors. Visit noblegoldinvestments.com slash Tim Pool today and discover why Noble Gold Investments is the only choice for smart, secure gold investments. Or call them at 877-646-5347. Again, that's 877-646-5347. All in all, the final, the final takeaway, my friends, is the year is coming to an end. We have but a month left in 2023. Can you believe it? 2024 is around the corner. And we're winning. Disney is admitting they got woke and went broke. It's incredible. Bud Light is still struggling. DEI. ESG is failing. Let's keep up the good fight and take the battlefield next year. And then come 2025, we can all sit back, order some wings, watch the game and laugh as all the whinging leftists cry as Donald Trump gets a second term. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to abject evil. That is the story about Joe Biden wiping $127 billion in debt for 3.5 million borrowers, wiping student loan debt. And you know, the funny thing is, I tweeted this, and there are many people that are saying, how is it evil to forgive this debt, ending the debt for these struggling borrowers? Now, I will tell you this. I am in favor of a form of student loan forgiveness, and that is the interest, not this blanket forgiveness thing that they're pulling off. You see, what Joe Biden is doing is bribing voters because he's losing. And I'll tell you why it's abject evil. College degree holders, on average, are the highest income earners in the country. Now, a college degree doesn't guarantee success, but this is a trend we see. Joe Biden has decided to inflate the economy, stripping you of your purchasing power and paying off the hard assets of the highest income earners in the country. 
Now, I know there are a lot of people on the right who say taxation is theft and all of that stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to attack this one from the left. The idea that you would tax the poor to pay the rich is the antithesis of what they claim to want to do. But that's, of course, what the left wants to do, because their, their socialist values have never been actually about socialism, communism or the working class. Do you know who cares about the working class? People who understand the value of hard work and who complain about how taxation is stripping away the buying power of these individuals, their ability to save up, etc. So let's just say this. The simple way to explain it is that Joe Biden has taken out of your pocket to fund the highest income earners in the country. He is the opposite of Robin Hood. He is stealing from the poor to give to the rich. Now, in all fairness, Robin Hood wasn't stealing from the rich to give to the poor. He was stealing from the government. <laughs> I love that. People are like, Robin Hood stole from the rich and gave to the poor. No, he was looting the government coffers because they were taxing people heavily and then giving it back to the people. Much different. And it's funny because he's a folk hero. But I saw this story and I just saw outright Biden is so desperate to try and win votes. He's bribing the public. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a beautiful quote from Alexis de Tocqueville. Is it Tocqueville or Tocqueville? The American Republic will endure until the day Congress discovers that it can bribe the public with the public's money. Well, it wasn't just the end of days as soon as that happened. But once this began, once it started, it was a down, it was a downward spiral, all downhill from here. And now it has escalated and escalated over and over and over again. Every day, more money being taken out of your pocket. Now, in reality, they're not quite literally taking the money out of your pocket. Tax uh, taxation only serves to control inflation. They just print money as they see fit. They create debt upon demand. So Joe Biden says, we're just going to erase this debt. This means so, so people might be saying, but if they erase the debt, it's to the government. Who cares? What does that mean? It means when these people were given this money for free and they spent it inflating the economy, which it does, weakening your purchasing power, and then they were told they don't have to pay it back, you will never get that buying power back. They took it from you and these people benefited with a, a, a hard lifelong asset in their degree. Now, I don't think degrees have that much value. But certainly it is still value. And more importantly, anybody who knows anybody who's gone to college and, you know, a lot of people who do, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you about my my college age uh, years. The people that I knew who were going to college, I did not. Uh, I did like a semester at a community college with like four credits or something like that. And then uh, I was able to then put on all my applications, some college. You see why I did it. But uh, the people I knew who got like, it was a couple hundred bucks to do too. the people I knew who were getting out lo getting loans. They go to the bars on Friday and Saturday night. They're like, eh, who cares? I can spend a couple hundred bucks. You know, I, I the loan money is so I can live. I knew one guy who lost thousands in a scam because he was he gave his student loan money away to a con artist. Crazy story. But these these I knew these people and many of you do, too. Not all of them. Some people, you know, were very responsible with their student loan money. But I knew tons of people. I'm like, you're paying to be in this place. You're goofing off. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know why you're there. They treat college like they treat high school. Now, high school is a waste of time for the most part as well. But it, it's like, do you realize you're, you're paying for this? That you are choosing to get a loan? And now they're going to get all paid back. The desperation of Joe Biden. There's a lot of news going on. Donald Trump is leading, uh, is gaining, is expanding his lead. Or I, 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 we got to be careful how we say this. Biden is losing support from the black and Hispanic community. Okay, Trump's nowhere near leading, but that's an important distinction. 
Let's get back to this story and talk about the abject evil of Joe Biden. Joe Biden told 813,000 more Americans that he has wiped their student loan debt on Tuesday, meaning the president has forgiven a total of $127 billion for 3.5 million borrowers. The former students will soon receive an email from Biden notifying them that their debt has been forgiven, despite the fact that his plan to cancel $400 billion in debt was rejected by the Supreme Court. He's evil. The email, making it clear that help has come from Biden. Congratulations, your student loan debt has been forgiven because of my action, because of actions my administration took to make sure you receive the relief you earned and deserve. I throw up in my mouth at this thought. The people I knew who were partying and not working, who contributed nothing. Who made the beer? I mean, a lot of people don't understand inflation. They don't understand what this means, that he, they basically pumped this money into the economy. It means this very simply, that a 20 something year old being indoctrinated at a university in crackpot communist ideas went to the store and was given free labor. Someone worked to make that beer. It was given to them. Someone worked to build these dorms. It was given to them. Someone worked to make these textbooks. Someone worked to make this food. It's not just about what they spent at schools. It's that student loans are used for other things paying rent if they're not on uh, at, at, in dorm housing, uh, student housing. It's used for uh, transportation. The person driving that train, their labor given to this person for free. These people did nothing to give value to society, but we are all forced to give our backbreaking labor to them. I imagine these dudes I used to work with back at the airport in O'Hare making 13 bucks an hour, working 80 hours a week to put their kids through school. Their kids didn't get the loans. They were this, this man desperately trying to, to, to pay their way. And the hard work of this man, and every day he, he works his hands to the bone, is given for free to these people. That's crazy. It's blood money. It is knowing that there are people out there struggling who can't afford health care, who can't afford food, the cost of milk, bread, and eggs through the roof. And it's because these people got it for free. Thanks, Joe Biden. The email making it clear the help came from Biden. Biden's headstrong push for relief program coincides with a looming 2024 election and a desire to get young voters on board. A White House spokesperson said Tuesday, the president is committed to fighting for hardworking American families, making sure we get them a little more breathing room and allowing them to support themselves and their families. Yeah, cancel the debt. At the beginning of October, Biden canceled another $9 billion in student loan debt, giving relief to 125,000 borrowers. The move came as borrowers prepare for payments to restart after a three-year pause that began during the COVID-19 pandemic. Americans who are saddled with unsustainable debt in exchange for a college degree has become the norm, Biden said in remarks to the White House. He argued canceling student loan debt is good for the economy as borrowers will spend their repayment money on other items. True facts. True but it already stripped you of your buying power and it is just morally wrong to do. Here's what you do. I say no more interest. At this point, we say interest. You got to go. You can't just forgive debt. We've got to reform the university industry. We've got to stop the student loan system. They won't do it. They got indoctrination factories. They'll never let it happen. These universities are going to lobby as hard as they can. They're going to keep indoctrinating people and insulting white people all day and night. And Biden is funding it all for free. Well, 
It's your money that they're stealing. It's beyond just the, the economy. It is that these universities indoctrinate young people in insane, psychotic, Nazi and fascist like ideologies, fascistic, and they make you pay for it. The destruction of your own nation. This kind of relief is life changing for individuals and, fam and their families, but it's good for our economy as a whole as well. By freeing millions of Americans from their crushing burden of student debt, it means they can go on and get their lives in order. They can think about buying a house. They can start a business. They can, they can be starting a family that matters. This matters to their daily lives, the president said. And I don't disagree. One thing we need to do is we need to fi fix this failure to launch. But I don't believe this is the path. I believe it's evil. Now, I was asked, what about taxing the rich for the poor, Tim? What about that? Would that be, would that be, uh, um, what, what, I, forgot, I forgot the word they used, but would that be noble? Would it be a good thing? Um, I don't know about a good thing, but there is a big difference between taxing the wealthy and taxing the poor. Just a hardworking family trying to feed their kids and the sheriff shows up and says, give me a portion of your, your income. And they say, but we can barely afford the food as, as it is. I don't care. They take their money. They then go and give it to a wealthy noble and say, here you go. Here's your cut. That's evil. That's what the sheriff of Nottingham was doing. Going to the king. And so Robin Hood said, we'll do the opposite. We're going to give them their money back. No one actually stealing anything from anybody who's giving their money back. Now, imagine this. Someone is worth millions of dollars. Listen, I got to be honest. Getting heavily taxed is a detriment to me, my business. There are some insane tax laws out there. And if you saw the tax bill for me, you would shriek. I should be screaming. But I'll tell you this. I'm sorry, my friends. You may be a staunch libertarian, anarcho-capitalist, whatever, and you say all taxation is bad, but I got to be honest. As much as I don't agree with how they do taxation in the United States, that they take a disproportionate amount of my income, which of course comes from my customers and my supporters, and they use it for war and things like this, I'm not going to die. My kids aren't going to go hungry. My figurative, hypothetical kids. I'm not going to, I'm okay, right? So this is my point. Is it wrong to tax people? Uh, yes. There are certain things where I think taxation is actually fine, but it's got to be through the consent of the governed and there are problems involved with it. So there are, there is a moral line when it comes to taxation that borders on evil. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But if someone came to me and said, we're going to take 80% of your wealth, I'd be like, okay, well, that's really, really bad. That sucks. I think that's evil but I'm still going to be well-fed. I'm still going to have a home. I'm going to be doing better than most people. So while I think that is wrong, and actually 80%, I'd argue, is you're, you're, you're now into the evil territory because it creates societal problems. The point is, taking money from someone who's struggling to eat and feed their family and it leaves them destitute, yeah, evil. You're like, you're killing them and you're harming their family. That's what I see here. Stripping the buying power of working class people who are, try who are living paycheck to paycheck to make ends meet, 
is creating this mass scale of problems for everybody. Taxing the rich is just, you know, can cause economic issues. It's, it's morally and individually wrong to a certain extent. I, I, I'm not, I, I don't think taxation is theft. I really don't. And I never will. I think that the misappropriation of taxation is fraud. I think the government spending our tax dollars on uh, uh, things we don't get to vote on is, is theft. That's for sure. But there are a lot of things where I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm fine with it. That's just me. It's my opinion. Now, if you think taxation is theft, you have a right to, and you are uh, correcting your assessment. We, you know, someone doesn't have a right to just take your money without your consent. However, there's a lot of challenges I see that give me a more nuanced view than just saying taxation is theft. And that is we have security no matter where you are in this country. And some would say, yeah, but I never voted for it. Yeah, but you were born into it. Certainly, we can reform these things by voting, electing Republicans or Donald Trump and changing tax laws and things like this. And Trump was doing that. So that's the system by which we change it. But it's not just theft. This, this is theft. Forgiving loans off the backs of the working class is theft. And I'll tell you why Joe Biden is doing it. And it's obvious. Real clear politics analysis. Not only can Trump win right now, he's the favorite to win. Duh. It's a Hail Mary. I just like to point out the absurdity of forgiving student debt but then hoping people will vote for it. Dude, you already forgave their debt. Here's the play. What Joe Biden is hoping is that there are many more Americans who have not have their debt forgiven or there's still much debt held by many people. And he's going to say, I'm going to keep doing this. And they're like, I got to vote for this guy. He's got to stay in. But you've already forgiven the debt a lot of these people. I don't see why they'll now vote for you. They'll be like, okay, whatever, I guess. Now, get this. He forgives these people's debt. Vote, vote for me. I'm forgiving your debt. And then Donald Trump goes, yes, but now I'm going to cut your taxes. So uh, you keep more. Okay. So the logical assessment is I already got my debt forgiven. Now I want to keep the money I'm making and not giving taxes. I want to vote for Trump. Trump's going to give you that tax cut, baby. That's what it's all about. I love these celebrities who are publicly mum or associate with anti-Trump personalities, but then they secretly go and vote for Trump because they want the tax cut. And there's a lot of them. I am honor bound not to say their names because it's uh, uh, not for me to reveal this information. But oh boy, oh boy. I know a lot of people are always saying things like say the name, but I, uh, uh, I take my honor, integrity, and loyalty seriously. So to explain, there are a lot of things I know. And there are people who have confided in me and at great risk to themselves have said, this is off the record. We don't, you know, and I say, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Do I think they should publicly call these people out? They should, but it's on them, not me. Um, but that being said, you know, when you're working with sources, you got to you got to respect the information you can get. And it is what it is. It's far from perfect. Now, if there are some if, if there was ever a thing I was told that I think would have grave consequences for this country and someone said, don't say anything, I'd be like, bro, you can't like I, I some things you have to. But like the name of some celebrity who's actually a hypocrite. Not so much. Not so much. Real clear politics says there's a strange disjunction in the discourse around the 2024 elections. On the one hand, when presented with the proposition Trump can win, people will nod their heads sagely and say something along the lines of, of course he can, only a fool would believe to the contrary. At the same time, whenever polling emerges showing that Donald Trump is performing well in 2024 matchups, a deluge of panicked articles, tweets, social media posts, uh, and the like emerge, reassuring readers that polls aren't predictive and providing a variety of reasons that things will improve for Biden, blah, blah, blah. We get it. Not only is Trump winning. He's now in the average aggregate 
up by 2.6 points. He's leading among young voters. But a lot can change. And I think that's an important thing to understand. Right now, the current uh, uh, number is 2.2 lead for Donald Trump. At the same time, in, 2020, uh, in the 2020 cycle, 2019, Biden was up by 10. Clinton was up by 3.5. So we'll see. This doesn't mean anything as it pertains to the voting process. Who knows? Donald Trump may be in jail. He, he very well may be. I think it's, it's hard to say it's unlikely. Everybody kept saying it wouldn't happen, and then it kept happening. They said they're not going to indict Trump, and they did. They're not going to impeach Trump, and they did. Yo, they're going to they're gonna lock the guy up. I don't know how that plays a role in the election. I really don't. Because I think people are just getting angry at everything. I can't predict the future. And the next year is going to be absolutely wild, my friends. But with Donald Trump, according to Morning Consult, gaining ground among key voter segments, including black, Hispanic, and young Americans, you have multiple polls showing this. I don't want to tell you guys. Right now, they say share of Hispanic U.S. voters said they would vote for each of the following in the 2024. It's gone up for Trump. And uh, I think they're, they're making it very difficult for us to actually see the number because this stupid arrow on X. What is it? 38? Is it 38? Hard to see. You see how I got to do this? Yeah, it's 38. Look at this. 38 to, I think, uh, support for Biden is 46. Wow. Now, let's take a look at this one. What do we have for uh, Trump also made gains among black voters. They're showing him at 20 percent, whereas Joe Biden is now at 64. The saying goes, if a Republican can secure 20 percent or more of the black vote, Democrats cannot win. We'll see. We will see. Trump has eroded Biden's advantage among the country's youngest voters. This poll doesn't show Trump winning, but it shows Trump at 40 percent among 18 to 34 year olds and Biden at 42. One thing that I think matters, Joe Biden is going to lose out because of Israel-Palestine. Those young voters are not going to vote for Trump based on Israel-Palestine. The, the pro-Palestine protesters are going to, our supporters, the pro-Hamas people, they're just going to ditch Joe Biden. Look, if a Biden voter flips for Trump, that's a two-point two swing, okay? It's a two-vote swing. If Biden and Trump are at 50-50 and Biden goes down one vote, and that person then votes for Trump. Trump's at 51. Biden's at 49. A two point swing. If Joe Biden loses a single voter, he goes from 50 to 49 and Trump stays at 50. It is still a massive advantage for Donald Trump that people are ditching Biden over his 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 actions pertaining to Israel. And there's nothing it can do. The Democratic Party is split. Young, radicalized voters want Hamas. They do. They like Hamas. They like Palestine more moderate liberals, they're pro-Israel. I mean, I think any reasonable and rational person is not pro-Palestine. Sorry, I'm going to say it. Now, hold on, hold on. Let me clarify. I'm talking about the conflict as a whole. Certainly, you can be critical of Israel and be concerned about what Israel is doing. But what I mean when I say pro-Palestine is the Palestinian factions, Palestine supports Hamas, 53%, even in the West Bank, the Al-Qassam brigades are their military faction. You can absolutely say, I feel for the Israeli civilians and not be pro-Israel. You could absolutely say, I am worried about the Palestinian civilians and not be pro-Palestine in the context I am creating. I, I'm trying in the way I'm trying to phrase it. There are certainly people 
who are pro-Palestine and want Israel to be wiped out. I don't believe that's a reasonable, reasonable position because that just creates more war and conflict. There are people who are pro-Israel who do not want expansion of war and conflict. That's reasonable. And then there are the unreasonable, the, the absolutely unreasonable people who favor one side overtly in a war in the sense that one side wipes out the other. That's what I mean. So I, I, I perhaps a bit too, uh, I guess I guess the way I phrase it may be a bit too pointed. But what I mean is there are people who support Israel that don't want Israel to wipe out the Palestinian people. That's the reasonable position. There are people who support Palestine who don't want Palestinians to wipe out the Jewish or Israeli people. OK, I say Jewish specifically because when these people say when, 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 when many of these people say from the river to the sea, they're not referring to the uh, Israeli, the Arab Israelis. That's what I say. That's why I say Jewish. But this is the issue for Joe Biden. If he comes out and says Israel needs to defend itself and stop Hamas, he's going to lose a massive percentage of young people. If he comes out and says, look, the Palestinians have a right to to fight back. They're being oppressed. He's going to lose everybody. So I, I got nothing for you, man. Democrats are screwed. Joe Biden forgiving debt. That ain't going to save him. We'll see. I'm going to leave this one there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out. And I'll see you all then. Rumble has announced a lawsuit against a so-called watchdog group for lying about how they generate revenue. And this is getting interesting. Chris Pavlovsky, the CEO, says the cavalry has arrived in response to Elon Musk suing Media Matters, saying they're getting involved as well. The group in question is an organization that targets right-leaning media outlets, advertisers, with what appears to be outright lies and misinformation in order to get their ads dropped. Now, I can say this. I will say that uh, as it pertains to me, I can't speak for anybody else. It's presumed. I can say as it it pertains to us at Timcast, we've been targeted by this group, but the group uses deceptive language and manipulation to fundraise off of people by claiming things like Tim Pool pushed the big lie. Well, what does the big lie really mean? Well, it's typically defined by media outlets as Donald Trump's claims that it was impossible. He did not win 2020. and It was stolen from him, which I've never claimed. Not once. In fact, I've claimed almost the entire time. In fact, just last week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That the, the reason Trump lost was out being outplayed in ground game. And there are certainly questions about whether or not legislatures have the right to run their elections. And my conclusion there is it needs to be adjudicated, not that Trump actually won. It's fascinating, however. This group has used these claims against us and then claimed they got they had they ran successful campaigns against us, claiming that we've lost sponsors recently. Not true. Not only have we not lost any sponsors, we've actually added new sponsors. And I'll say this, private business, but we recently signed, uh, finalized, I should say, uh, two six-figure sponsorship deals. What are they talking about when they come out with these claims? Oh, look what we did. Here's what I see. They want you to believe that they're doing something successful. And against some people, probably against us, I have no idea what they're talking about. 
but they're claiming they've run these successful campaigns and that we've lost our sponsors. And we didn't. But whatever. Let's read the lawsuit. And then I'm going to break down what this organization does and why they're being targeted. Rumble writes, November 29th, Rumble, the video sharing platform and cloud services provider, filed a lawsuit today in federal court in Florida against two co-founders of a purported watchdog organization. Rumble sued Nandini Jami and Claire Atkin, co-founders of Check My Ads, a 501c3 tax exempt, exempt organization that routinely targets news outlets and platforms that do not adhere to their political worldview. Also named as defendants are John Doe's numbers one through 10 as yet to be identified individuals who helped prepare and publish the defamatory information on their website. When they launched, I believe it was one of their first campaigns, they have this image of me along with many others. They claimed that I pushed Trump's claims that he won the election. That is so absurdly false that not only did I never claim Trump won in 2020, I debated Steve Bannon two times on on Timcast IRL that Trump lost because people did not like him. Now, it's a bit more complicated than that. I think the Democrats had better ground game. The argument from that, that they're trying to claim is that I argued there was fraud or something. No, didn't do that. There's a viral video showing me claiming Trump could win in a landslide over and over and over again. Of course, they stripped the context out. And then it ends with me saying Joe Biden has won on the day Joe Biden won. Since that day, I have never been a fan of the fraud narrative or Trump's claims that he actually won. It was stolen from him. And I've argued against them. They fundraise off of it. They target our company off of it. Now, at a certain point, I have to wonder whether or not, you know, what qualifies as fraud or tortious interference. But I won't say too much in that regard. Let's read more. Rumble says, as an unapologetically free speech platform, Rumble's mission is to provide all content creators and uses a place to speak, listen and debate freely, regardless of their political perspective. When anti-free speech zealots whose self-declared mission is to shut Rumble down lie to inflict intentional economic harm on our company, we have no choice but to hold them accountable said Rumble chairman and CEO Chris Pavlovsky. Defamation is not free speech. We have filed this lawsuit because we have a responsibility to our shareholders, creators, users, and advertisers to act and not sit idly by. When someone attacks our company, company's reputation solely to silence differing political views, our mission requires it. They say Jami has a track record of launching pressure campaigns against advertisers on other outlets, including Fox News and Breitbart, and has worked with Media Matters. The lawsuit alleges that Jami and Atkin cannot tolerate Rumble's content-neutral philosophy and want competing points, to be view, uh, points of view to be silenced. As cited in the suit, the defendants accuse Rumble of lying to its shareholders and the Securities and Exchange Commission about the company's financial health and the source of its revenue. That's, that's insane. Defendants have repeatedly peddled the false narrative that Rumble is primarily monetized by and wholly dependent on ad re- revenue from Google Ads, when in reality, Google Ads now represent less than 1% of the company's revenue. This narrative is particularly damaging to Rumble. The notion that Rumble is heavily dependent on ad revenue from Google is wholly inconsistent with Rumble's publicly stated mission to be free from the political and economic pressures of big tech. And it is equally damaging to Rumble because it falsely attributes a material and existential financial risk to the company. The defendant's stated mission to eliminate Rumble's Google ad revenue will cause Rumble's financial collapse. This suit also points out the defendants knew their claim about Rumble's reliance on Google ad revenue for survival was false. And the defendants refused to correct their statements when Rumble demanded a retraction. I will say. I, uh, after these people claimed that I was pushing the big lie, I simply told them, I was like, not only is that not true, I've debated against that idea. And it does look like 
they may have deleted some of the posts about me, perhaps realizing, whoopsie, they raised what, 40 some odd thousand dollars off of the lie that I claimed Trump won in 2020. You know, I just got to say, there is in the uh, uh, Times, v. Stan- uh, Times v. Sullivan standard for defamation and libel and slander, there is the actual malice standard, which means you knew what you were saying were, was, was false or you had such reckless disregard for the truth. You published these lies. Anyone who ever watched any one of my videos talking about this, I have always said these fraud narratives are false. But the question is the adjudication based on whether or not state legislatures have a right to determine the uh, how their elections are run. That is to say, I made no determination about whether or not Trump really won other than say Joe Biden won both in the electoral vote count and by the fact that he's in the White House. And if Trump wants to sue, the judges should answer these things so we get resolution on the matter. And then they ran the inverse. And we'll, we'll go over that. They say the lawsuit closely follows one filed by Acts Against Media Matters. They say the irony is that the defendants piously claim to be in the business of protecting us all from disinformation, but they are the ones lying to the public. I, I will add this too: this organization, these activists, it's it's just insane lies, and they and and they publish false information and then goad people into donating. Call that whatever you want. The lawsuit opens up another front in the ongoing war against censorship, much like X's recently filed suit against Media Matters. Let me show you what they have. Pavlovsky, the CEO, says, as promised, the cavalry has arrived. Multiple fronts are now being opened up against corporate media and activists by multiple companies. Rumble will use all our might in defending our mission against activists who want to destroy us. Uh Oh, he's got a typo. Here's a tweet from Claire Atkin, one of the uh, organizers. She tweeted Rumble, the most toxic place on the Internet, and which is just an absurd opinion because they're arguing Rumble's worse than, say, 4chan, come on, or 8chan, is 90 percent funded by Google ads. But the advertisers using Google didn't know until now. For days now, Nandoodles and I have been attacked by Dan Bongino and libs of TikTok. They hate that advertisers are leaving. But Rumble has clearly stated that's not the case. They are not 90% funded or dependent on, this, on, on, on Google. She said to clarify, approximately 90% of Rumble's programmatic display ad revenue comes from Google ads. So the... <laughs> I love that they're going after uh, uh, Siraj Hajmi's uh, show saying like, this is what I saw when I went to the Rumble homepage. Uh-huh. <laughs> Siraj. So uh, here, here, here's here's their post. They say that um, blah, blah, blah. You get it. Block the domain. They're dependent. So this is the point. Rumble is saying, no, we're not. This is not true. And they use this information as a means to fundraise. I got a lot more to show you guys. Uh, this is actually, this is just updates. I don't think that's anything relevant. Let me show you this one. Let's talk about who this organization is. Now, my understanding is that the woman who founded this is upset because she was like, uh, there was a guy who started something called Sleeping Giants. Sleeping Giants did very much the same thing. They targeted advertisers and tried to get people censored. She's trying to claim that she was a co-founder, but I think that's disputed. And it sounds like she's salty over not getting credit for something someone else did. Uh, the official, so, so she's claiming she co-founded Sleeping Giants. I think there's an actual founder of the organization, and she was like an intern or did mail for the company or something, but wanted that credit. She's obviously very salty about it. That's who she is. 
January 5th, 2022. Here's our plan to defund the insurrectionists. A handful of advertising platforms are bankrolling the J6 insurrectionists. This is really funny. It's time to change that. Oh, here, look at this. Here's a picture of me. So I see this for the first time and I'm like, insurrectionist me? What does that even mean? Well, let's take a look. They go on to insult Steve Bannon, blah, blah, blah. They go on to say Bannon's not alone. Charlie Kirk, Glenn Beck, Dan Bongino, Tucker Carlson, and Tim Pool, the quote, J6, the six loudest proponents of the big lie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The six loudest proponents of the big lie. Well, what's the big lie? Here's CNN breaking down what the big lie is. They say the term comes from Adolf Hitler. Uh huh. And uh, what is it? The election was stolen because it's not possible Trump didn't win. They say in Trump's telling the big lie is that the election was stolen from him. A lie as massive as, as the stealing of an election with hundreds of millions of voters requires a bunch of smaller lies. Trump's used to uh, Trump used to sow doubt about the election. CNN's Facts First team has been writing about Trump's specific election lies for many months. So they say millions of ballots have been altered by Democrats. I've never claimed it. I've refuted it. All of the mechanical glitches. I never uh, uh, supported that. I've always refuted it. 700,000 ballots were not allowed to be viewed in Philadelphia and Pittsburgh, which means based on a great constitution, we win the state of Pennsylvania. I have never claimed any of these things. In fact, only never argued against them. My position has always been fine. Then have a court review this. Next question. Joe Biden got the votes. Joe Biden won. Joe Biden is the president. All of these narratives about all these things are meaningless. And some people argue, no, no, because, you know, the, the, the ballots uh, were flipped in this place and this place. Oh, yeah, there were there were stories about um, ballots flipping. There were. And it was like a few hundred. And the courts were like, this doesn't change anything. Donald Trump actually won a decent amount of these lawsuits. That's a fact, not my opinion. It's not a lie. A courts ruled in favor of Trump and they ruled that the amount of ballots in question did not alter the results. By all means, you can talk about procedural and legislative and constitutional challenges to which my response is interesting point. Get that in court. Now, of course, many of these courts threw these out in standing, so it's never been properly adjudicated. So as I've often said, Joe Biden won. It's not about did he get more votes than Trump? Argue that all day and night. I think that according to the results, he did. You can then argue they cheated. Doesn't matter as far as I'm concerned. You can argue about integrity and all that stuff. My point is, if we are talking about political powers trying to steal power, Biden is the one in the White House. The battle at the end of the day resulted in Joe Biden in the White House. Now we'll see what happens in 2024. So there's your big lie. And they claim that I pushed that. Now, many of you may be arguing in the comments right now, say, Tim, you're wrong. Please do so. But that's my point. When have I ever come out and been like, it's actually true. These things never step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family, cannolis and spins mean everything. Now you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Steve Bannon comes on this show two times, and I tell him Trump got anti-elected. People try to claim there's no way Joe Biden got 85 million votes. You're right. Donald Trump lost 85 million votes. He also gained 10 million more votes. I think the really simple answer is 
We saw many states change the, 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 the way elections were handled through mail-in voting. This gave tremendous advantages to Democrats. That's a fact. That's not my opinion. Democrats tremendously benefited. This is academic fact from mail-in votes in dense urban populations. I didn't just make this up. This is true. And they advocated for these things. And even in many circumstances, Republicans agreed with them. This allowed ground activists to secure through ballot chasing and harvesting substantial numbers of votes, which gave Biden a massive edge. Not to mention enthusiasm against Donald Trump was higher than for Donald Trump. Now, don't get me wrong. New information may come to light. We'll see. We had Brian Lupo on the show talking about some of these things. And people are like, what's your answer to this, Tim? I'm like, my answer is a guy telling me a thing isn't me reading the court documents and knowing for sure. I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. I said, sure, fine. I don't know. My point is, based on what we assess, we don't see that. Now, hold on there a minute. I'm a proponent of the big lie. Y'all are probably mad at me. Oh, not literally. I think a lot of you probably agree. You know, uh, I've talked to so many people saying, I think the real problem is that the fraud narrative is disincentivizing Trump's base. We saw this with the Georgia Senate elections. People were like, what's the point of voting? It was stolen. No, they want you not to vote. They want you to believe this. So here's what they do. So blah, 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 blah. Meet the insurrectionists. Uh, sure, whatever. And uh, let's come down to the old uh, good old Tim Pool section. Tim Pool section. OK, here we go. Uh, Charlie Kirk is here. Look at me. They put me on the bottom. A quote from Tim Pool in September of 2020. The right wing militias, the Oath Keepers, the three percenters and just the Proud Boys and Trump supporters, they are going to rush full speed to D.C. They're going to take the White House and do whatever they can and paramilitary. OK, clearly this quote is incorrect because it's it's a nonsense statement. Like it's not a complete sentence. But um, assuming there's a gist of this, that's correct. I'd say, yeah, uh huh. I probably said something like that. Uh, did anyone take the White House? No, they didn't. Well, hold on there a minute. What's the accusation they're trying to make? They're trying to claim I had insider knowledge of the violence on Capitol Hill, despite the fact my quote was about the White House. No, the quote was, I'm just a smart guy, I guess. And I can take a look at what's going on and then make assumptions about what might happen. How crazy is that? They say, Tim Pool's stupid. He thought something was going to happen. It didn't happen. Yeah, I think a lot of things are going to happen. Don't happen because I'm not psychic. But hold on. Here's one of the things that I almost got right. During 2020 in September, with everything going on, my point was these right wing groups, they're going to like storm D.C., man. Why? Not because I knew anything, because I was reading the news. How crazy is that? Remember when Alex Jones predicted major war was coming in like February of 2022? And then all of a sudden it was like, how did Alex Jones know this? Everyone was like, Alex Jones predicted this. He, he, he didn't. I was talking to Alex and he was like, dude, I, I was just reading the news, man. <laughs> he read an article about fear that Putin would invade at this time. And so he made a segment talking about it. It's just so insane that I can be reading the news and be like, wow, look at what these guys are saying in these news articles, giving quotes to Newsweek. It's they're going to do this thing. They never did storm the White House, though. Sorry, guys, I was wrong about that. Here's what they say. He has a, I have 11 of uh, 11 videos in the top 100 most watched videos that promote vote by mail disinformation. The disinformation in question is not even related to this. Here's what here's what uh, 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 they say at Media Matters. They say in a video posted by Tim Pool, he said, if you can protest, you can show up to vote in person as an indictment of ongoing demonstrations against police brutality and racism. However, according to a study, ah, bah, 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 hold on. My opinion that if you are walking around outside, you can also walk to a voting booth. That's not even vote by mail disinformation. This is what they're claiming. You see, media matters is disinformation. This is serious disinformation. 
trying to make it seem like I'm lying about mail-in voting by having the opinion that if you're not scared to go outside to protest, you shouldn't be scared to go vote. I don't care what the study says about a clear, significant negative correlation between the population who protest and go vote. I'm saying those specific people who protest can go vote. Next question. This is the game they play. It's how they lie. So what is this? Tim Pool is proud of Trump at his success. I think it's important to point out that I'm rich and it's not a secret. He's done this by promoting the big lie. It's actually completely not true. I also want to say, like, I don't know who any of these companies are. Like, seriously, Google, obviously, I know who they are. But like, what's Undertone, Yield Momantis, Smart Ad Server? I don't know what those things are. Whatever, though. They've posted a bunch of lies about uh, us. Here's their confirmed list. They say YouTube permanently banned Dan Bongino. Now, this one's interesting. They wrote confirmed Freestar dropped TimCast.com, Tim Pool's website. I don't I don't I don't entirely know what's what that's what what's uh, what that is about. But I will just say this. You know what? OK. Nandini Jami is making the claim that through her actions, she got one of our contracts broken. Uh, OK. Wow, I didn't know that. I'm just now finding this out that they're 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 claiming they're claiming this, huh? OK. All right. Wow. Um, wow. That's 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 that that could be millions of dollars in damages. I mean, if we're talking about the amount of money generated per ad and our estimations. Interesting. I'm going to have to uh, talk to my lawyers about what that means, that they're taking credit for interfering, interfering in a business contract that I had with an ad network. Huh. Confirmed Tim Pool's website has been demonetized except for Rev content. She said, anyone else not seeing very many ads on TimCast.com? You see the game they play. Now, I'll just reserve some of that. Uh, we'll have to go and look into that uh, Freestar thing. Hmm, interesting. You know, one thing that they posted was that um, they, they, they had this article up. Actually, I don't think I have it anymore. I, I don't know. It was uh, talking about TimCast.com and that, the fact that we're selling coffee. And they said that after a successful campaign, our ads were dropped. I just want to say this. This show. It's never lost a sponsor. Uh, in terms of activism, like. Sponsors come and go, so I can't say we've ever lost a sponsor. Sometimes they don't renew for one month and then come back a few months later. So they're not dropping us. It's just they buy from us like every so often. Um, we actually just signed a couple six figure deals. I, I shouldn't say signed. I said finalized. We have signed one, finalized another, which basically means like the deal's done, but I don't want to I want to be very, very specific in terms of what it means to actually sign on the dotted line. I don't know that we actually sign any of these deals, but we've gotten paid. Why is it that TimCast.com started promoting Casper? Well, most of you know this. We're promoting our own companies. Why sponsor someone? Why, why promote someone else's brand and get less money when I can sponsor myself and make more? Casper Coffee is I think we're on track for over a million bucks a year in revenue in our first in, in our in our uh, maybe not by our first year because but uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah we, we Casper might crack over a million dollars in its first year. It's going great. Here's the important thing. That's revenue, not profit. And this investment allows us to control the value of the brand, the brick and mortar locations, all this really great stuff. Uh when we have sponsors and I read out a company and say, hey, go to this company's website, we get paid a flat rate. That's all we get. 
That's it. When I say go to castbrew.com and buy our coffee, not only are we building the brand, increasing sales, we are creating a valuable asset in the company itself. So there comes a point where most people are like, if you can command influence and build a brand, build your own. So we did. They tried using this to claim we lost our sponsors. When in fact, all our sponsors are still there. Huh. How about that? These people are liars and they trick people. Confirmed Tim Pool's website's demonetized. First of all, that's grossly misleading. Our website is not demonetized at all in any way. We don't run ads on the website because they're worthless. But uh, hmm. I'm going to have to look in that Freestar thing. What's this? Tortious interference, perhaps. This is the game they play. Look, maybe it's true for like Breitbart or whatever. Whatever, excuse me. But these are grifters, man. This is the game they play. They, they use deceptive language. They use the phrase big lie because they'll argue in court. It doesn't mean what anyone thinks it means. And then you have to try and prove what it means. They don't, they, they, they try to be very careful in the language they use, confirmed, demonetized. They want you to think they're the ones doing these things. When in reality, it's like we take down, we, we took down ads off the website to put up uh, 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 our own. We were, we were launching a book. And so we were like, hey, let's put our own book up. And they're like, aha, his ads are gone. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, ha, his ads are gone. He's promoting his coffee instead. And I'm like, yeah, we're building, we're building a brand. A, co- a coffee company that's now worth like millions of dollars that I, I own and we make more money doing. Things are going great here, but we'll have to, we'll have to take a look into this. Congratulations and good job for Rumble shutting, uh, filing the lawsuit against these people. And uh, we'll see. I do want to say it looks like they may have deleted several posts about me personally after I told them like, hey, you're lying. I think they had said things that were explicitly like Tim Pool claims Trump won or something like that. And then there's like videos all over of me arguing with Bannon saying Trump lost. You see the dirty game they play? I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. All right, let's get in trouble again, I guess. Look at this story from the Post Millennial. I commented on this video on Twitter. Four women cops unable to subdue one male offender on Chicago street. If we can't contain him and it's just a retail theft, let him go. Dispatch told the officers, you know, look, man, I think women can be cops. I think it's absolutely fine. I think women can be firefighters. It's absolutely fine. But there are jobs within these departments better suited for individuals based on their size, weight, strength, etc. That is to say, if you're a firefighter and you can't lift a body out of a burning building, I don't care if you're male or female. But you can do administrative work. You can help run the fire department. There's a lot of important work outside of literally being the person carrying the body. You can even be on scene during the fire helping, but you're not the person to run in carrying all the heavy gear and another person. Not only as a firefighter, do you have to save lives and carry bodies? You have to be wearing heavy gear while doing it. So there's a certain body type we're going to need for that. And that means there will be a tendency that women won't be doing the job. But that's not that doesn't mean women can't do the job. There are certainly some very large, burly women who are strong and capable of doing it. Now, as for the police departments, I'm going to go ahead and say, if you can't pass a certain physical exam, you shouldn't be a cop. Here we go. A group of four female Chicago police officers were seen struggling to arrest a man who was a suspected shoplifter. It's gone viral on social media after it raised debates over the standards of fitness that law enforcement required to meet. 
The Daily Mail reports that the footage shows an attempted arrest, 95th Street and Ashland Avenue, in which four female officers were attempting to book a single male. Shortly after the female officers tried to detain the man, he begins physically struggling with them and manages to break free and run off. Leaked audio during the event revealed that police dispatch told the female officers, if we can't contain him and it's just a retail theft, let him go. <laughs> oh, man. With them responding that the man has got a cuff on him already. I think he ran off with that cuff and then later probably used like a paper clip to pop it off. Free bear handcuffs. Not only is he suspected of stealing from a business, but he is actually someone who stole handcuffs from police and they can't do anything about it. They say uh, in this tweet, the more shocking part of this video is the defeated tone in the sergeant's voice and his order to let a retail theft go. Oh, geez. Look, man, the, nobody wants to be a cop, right? Let's 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 play this. Uh, see if we can get the dispatch audio going. It's your turn. Yes, sir. If we can't contain him and it's just a retail theft, let him go. <laughs> he has a half on the floor. I'm sorry. You had what? <sighs> he has a cuff on him. He's got a cuff on him already. Um, to ten, you copy. Anyhow. All right, he's got a cup on him already. Last seen westbound towards 9-4. Oh, to Sam's watching the camera. He's gone. In the video, you see them pull up, and then towards the end, dude just runs off. He's just gone. He got away. You know, it is what it is, man. I don't really care all that much about a suspected shoplifter anyway, to be completely honest. But think about this. In all these cities, you got this mass shoplifting. They know you will not do anything. You won't. Store won't. Cops won't. Okay. Theft is legal. That's crazy. It's really, really crazy. We'll, we'll talk more about this. Debates about the fitness of officers raged online to the interaction. I think it's clear that if they want to meet a quota for women or diversity, they'll need to, ma they'll need to make hiring trans women to fill that female quota, posted one user. That way, they'll be able to check off women while still getting police who have much more strength. Interesting. Another ridiculed, it's just a reach retail theft line writing, there is no such thing as just retail theft. It's a domino effect that affects the rest of us, even if not directly. There is no, this no chase policy needs to change and people need to be held accountable for the crimes they commit. Well, you know, I'll tell you the inverse a little bit. I had a friend who was, I, I, I would assume he was trying to shoplift. It was a long time ago. I'm like a teenager. So here's what he does. He grabs like some juice box and some muffins. And he's walking around the store, looking at the front of the store. And then ultimately, he puts the stuff down on a, on a shelf and walks out. I'm assuming he wanted to steal it, but he didn't think he could. So he ultimately didn't. What happened? Some guy who worked at the store ran out full speed and threw the drink at him. And then a bunch of guys tackled him in a lawn and he got arrested and spent the weekend in jail. Yo, it was wild because I was standing outside and I watched this guy run past. I'm like, what? And uh, he ultimately did not get in trouble for it because he was like, I didn't take anything. They wanted him. Now, let me tell you this. The reason why I'm telling you this, this is 20 years ago. My experience on the south side of Chicago with someone who didn't shoplift was the store grabbed the merch, chased it after him and threw it at him and then pinned him down and had the cops come and arrest him. That's how crazy it was back in the day. But even if you didn't steal, they were going to try and make you like go after you anyway. And with that being said, 
you know, people are less inclined to even approach the attempted theft. Now, granted, he spent the weekend in jail because that's what happens when you get arrested on a Friday. And then Monday he gets court and they're like, did he have anything? No. Oh, what, what is this? They let him go. But now look at what's going on today. Now you have a dude go into a store, take whatever he wants and walk on out. Because the people who work there are like, I'm not getting involved, not for 10 bucks an hour or 15 bucks an hour. The customers are like, I ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not getting sued or going to jail for fight with this guy. Maybe he's got a knife. And the cops are like, you really want us to show up for $15, $20 stolen? Now it's at the point where like, you really want us to show up for $200 that was taken? Get out of here. And that's where we are. So basically, shoplifting is de facto legal, I guess. Now, as for uh, job standards, as it were, here we go. Bears the time old question. Bears? You mean begs? I don't, I don't, yeah, okay. Bears the time old question. How many donut queens does it take to arrest one shoplifter? We now know that it's more than four, but the search for the final answer to this timeless riddle continues. Yeah, it's a mad joke. I get it. Chicago has recently struggled with crimes as of late. Robberies in the city are up 24% per the Daily Mail. Theft going up 4%. 30 people were shot over Thanksgiving weekend. Hey, I was there. Here's the important thing, man. I hear this from a lot of people and it really bugs me when they're like, I don't know, I, I haven't seen anything and I live there. It's like, dude, right. Fair point. Crime is not so bad that on any given day walking down the street, you're hearing gunshots and jumping and taking cover. Crime is so bad that more people are dying. And when they try and do this stuff with like lady cops, look, man, bring in all the lady cops you want. I don't care. But this is the result. I guess nobody wants to be a cop anymore, man, to be completely honest. What's the point? You can't stop people from committing crimes. You'll get sued. You'll get you'll get accused. And now we've got P, uh, NYPD resigning en masse, 2,500 officers this year. Wow. I don't know if you call them officers. Everyone calls them officers. But like, I'm pretty sure officer refers to specifically like ranking uh, officers. And these would just be cops, be patrol officers, patrol cops. You know, we say officer, though. I don't know, whatever. Maybe it's because it's a reference to like their official duties or something like this. Let all the wokeness run rampant. I'm for it. Uh, I'm for Joe Biden. I'm uh, pro-abortion. I'm uh, pro all of these things. Yeah. Because, it, uh, and I mean it, so I'm, I'm half joking, obviously. My point is, dude, if the left keeps going with these things, they just cease to exist, right? My joke was that the Republicans should all come out in a big press conference and be like, um, we just found out liberals want to abort their kids. And then they all just look at each other and, uh, we're for this. We're, we're, we're for this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, liberals by all means. I think one of the reasons they won't tell you this, everyone's going to get mad about the abortion thing, but I'm, I'm trying to make a point outside of this, that when this stuff happens, when you see these videos, this is what wakes people up to the realities of life. Okay. You want lady cops. I get it. Diversity, but they can't even subdue one guy accused of a crime. I suppose the left is going to keep entertaining this until crime runs rampant so much in their cities, cities fall apart. That's the, that's, that's, that's my point. My point is Republicans can, can just outright be like left, you know, just just do what you feel like doing and then good luck. And that's how I feel about the abortion. That's, that's what I was going to say, right? When it comes to Roe v. Wade, you've got Republicans being like, it's good. Red states should ban abortion and blue states can have it. You know what the end result of that is going to be in 20 years? Blue states are going to face massive population decline and red states are going to see a population boom. I think on the actual question of abortion, it's a federal level issue. 
are unborn babies persons. Well, the legal U.S. code is that a person must be born. But if the argument is that the unborn are persons, then they they need due process before abortion. If a red state bans abortion and blue states permit it all the way to the point of birth, there is no question. Give it 20 years. There will be substantially more red state births than blue state births. And you see what will happen to this country. Red states will become more populous and blue states will shrink. You know what that means? In the end, the Democrats will just have no political power. So when I see this, what am I supposed to say? Oh, heavens me. Yeah, great. I'll speak out and say they shouldn't be doing things like this. There's biological reality, etc. But it falls on deaf ears. So I guess all you got to do is play the waiting game. You give it a long enough time and the system will collapse on itself. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash IRL. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. How to understand wokeness. What does it mean to be woke? What is the woke left? Okay, I'll make it simple. Uh, Many people have tried to define it. I disagree with all of them. I think when you look across the media spectrum, you see wokeness represents the social orthodoxy of the left in this country. What does it mean to be woke? It means to have a cult-like adherence to left liberal social orthodoxy. Thank you and have a nice day. That's been my TED Talk. Here's an example. I saw this tweet from Matt Walsh mocking this woman. Woman warns against the dangerous phenomenon that is, quote, trapped water. I've never thought about this. Yeah, um, this lady thinks that water and water bottles is trapped forever and it's being ripped from the, from the supply and we're doomed. This is a, a component of what makes wokeness. There is a derangement, a lack of lucidity. A person says something nonsensical and then it throw, they throw it out into the left liberal social space. If, it, if the idea percolates, it becomes prominent. If it does not, it disappears. There are many insane ideas among the woke left. This is why they support things that seemingly make no sense, why they claim to hate the military industrial complex, but are absolutely in, in, favor, uh, in favor of the war in Ukraine. Now, that whole area is kind of, uh, era is kind of going, uh, going away. But uh, a good example, my favorite, is that blonde hair, blue eyed Luke Rydkowski is a person of color. Well, that's right. He's Polish. And according to the Coalition of Communities of Color, Slavic Eastern Europeans are people of color. You see, these are nonsensical ideas. But when you entertain the crack pottery of the woke left, you have to then follow some kind of logic. So when they say oppressed people are people of color, how could they not claim that blonde hair, blue eyed white people are people of color? Well, let's go through some of these examples. This one's really, really fun. One TikToker recently created a video titled Free the Water. To inform our viewers of the dangers of trapped water and the need to dump out liquids contained in plastic bottles that aren't going to be used. I'm on this quest to dump out any water that gets trapped in plastic, Katie told her followers, because once it's trapped in these plastic bottles, we have now lost it basically forever. Okay, here's the point. This is psychotic nonsense. People make things up to get attention on social media. There you go. If the woke left attaches to the idea, this is what happens. That's why the ideas are amorphous and seem to make no sense. And they're outraged over whatever. Now, it's exploited by certain causes like pro-Hamas causes and things like this. And I suppose there are going to be people who say, like, what about the right wing? Well, there's certainly people on the right who do this. The problem is the right is a large umbrella. Libertarians, post-liberal, conservative, and even fringe far-right authoritarians. And they don't all agree. The left marches in lockstep. So if someone came and said something like, hey, Tim, look at the Covington kids, which they did. And conservatives were criticizing these kids. What happens? 
other elements of the quote unquote anti-left or right are like, uh, no, I don't see what you're seeing because we scrutinize it and challenge it. On the left, they don't. They don't. Once it's trapped in bottles, oh boy. According to the Texas Water Quality Association, trapped water is indeed a big problem. Oh, geez. In the U.S. alone, we waste 22 million gallons of water each year in landfills due to trapped water inside plastic water bottles. The organization wrote on the QWET website, that is 22 million gallons of water that we will never get back into the Earth's water cycle. Ah, Water bottles may not biodegrade, but they do break down and they will break and crack. It is. But yes, I think I would I would go to this organization and say, oh, okay, 22 million gallons of water. It's not there forever. Okay, so fair. If you're concerned, these water bottles are bad. Many of the water in landfills gets crushed, in fact. But water gets trapped in a lot of places in a lot of ways. And we're not crying about it. More water is trapped in, you know, underground reserves that we'll never see again. Hmm. I think it's silly and absurd. And it's part of this whole we have to come up with something to be complaining about. The organization went on to point out that fresh water makes up an extremely small fraction of the water on the earth. Blah, 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 blah. Tons of comments, tons of comments. It's wild. I've never thought about this. Wow, you're so right. (sighs) Wasting fresh water sucks. But the issue is that water's in a cycle. And um, desalination, 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 whatever they want to call it, not the answer. It's not. It's 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 a potential for bringing water to areas with low water, but it's expensive and it's not going to be the answer. The issue is, there's a certain amount of water that can be in circulation. There's a, po- a, a, a potential for overpopulation and that water will then exist in humans. But the water is excreted, goes in the atmosphere and it moves around. I think these people are being silly. But this is my point. I don't really care so much about the whole water argument, fine, whatever, trapped water. We also saw this story um, earlier in the week about the kid wearing blackface. Deadspin says the NFL needs to speak out against the Kansas City Ch- uh, Chiefs fan in blackface native headdress. They're doubling up on the racism. Are you going to say anything, Roger Goodell? You see, this is what they do. They make things up, put them online, and hope it catches. Why does it not work so well on the right? Because we scrutinize. As it turns out, the kid was actually wearing red and black uh, face paint, to which the writer, Karen Phillips, a guy, he's a funny Karen, said, that makes it worse because it's Native American. Turns out the kid's actually Native American. His grandfather is actually on the council of a Native American tribe. Yo, crazy. The kid's actually at least a quarter. It's a substantial amount. Native American. They got a photo of his grandpa on this tribal council or something like that. And uh, I mean, the dude's Native American. So here's a kid who is a Chiefs fan who is wearing the colors of the Chiefs team on his face, wearing a headdress for which he is himself a Native American, and he gets roasted for it. This is wokeness. But I tell you, my friends, The reason why I started this with the weird water bottle thing is to show you that wokeness is dying. We all know about Disney whinging. Oh, no, our politics is costing us money. Yeah, well, too bad. That's your fault. We've all heard about that. And now we see this, the desperation to find something to complain about. It's not there. Now it's overt when it comes to a kid who they accuse of wearing blackface when he's not. And I want to stress too, painting your face black isn't blackface. Blackface was when they did a whole lot more than that. And I'm fine if you're offended by it. It's not appropriate. No problem. Things can be offensive. And we can say as a society, oh, we're not going to do that, okay? Because you try to be polite. But y'all take it too far. And that's what wokeness is. It is 
cult-like adherence to the leftist social orthodoxy. And when they try to cancel this kid and it fails and the and the chiefs come out and say Native American kid F and fan. They push back on the woke attempts and say, nah, we ain't doing this anymore. So what do you get? The video of the lady with the trapped water is an example of an attempt to make some fake cause. There is no cause about emptying water bottles. Are you nuts? I'd be more concerned with glass water bottles. Water is trapped. Water is trapped in a lot of places underground. So stupid. That is not our concern. We do have a concern over plastics and leaching. That I'll give you. You shouldn't drink plastic water bottles. Actually, across the table, we have our glass water bottles. We've got a couple of them. Here's what we do. I'm concerned about plastic pollution. Don't like it. I don't like pollution. So uh, we stopped buying plastic water bottles. Uh, actually, I think we still do have some, but we drastically reduced it. I want to be careful here. Because uh, if you want to drink it, fine. Plastic water bottles leach weird chemicals into the water and something that's causing endocrine disruption. So I don't want to drink that. Okay. Uh, we buy glass water bottles, which we can reuse. What? It's cheaper. We have a filter. We have a, a double. We have a two, two nine-stage filtration system. And then we fill up our own glass water bottles because it's effectively free. Now, I get it. It costs us like a nickel per month for the electricity to pump the water out of the well and through the filter. And then once a year or or whatever, we have uh, uh, the filters completely replaced. Actually, I don't even know if, it, if, if that's if that's correct. Maybe more than that. But we have a, a company that comes out and checks periodically. And uh, I'd rather not buy the plastic and have it leach into my drinks. Even canned drinks. This is crazy. Canned drinks have plastic liners. That's gross. So you think you're buying a metal can? You're not. Anyway, welcome to your brave new world. There will always be some messed up cause for these desperate attention-seeking egotists to try and make some kind of activist issue. But the point is, it's not working anymore. The attempt to cancel a kid backfires. So what do you get? You get garbage articles. Kid you not, someone wrote an article about this lady being like, trapped water is a huge problem. We must empty the water bottles. Okay, whatever, dude. How about we just crush garbage? Most of it gets crushed. There are concerns, I guess, about water being trapped. So stupid. They're going to try and find something to complain about no matter what it is we do. But again, they try the racism stuff and it worked for a while. And now we're just so over it. So now you're seeing a glimpse of what is more to come. Water bottles. Uh-huh. Next, they're going to be like, uh, your shoelaces need to be taken off your shoes because you get. Uh. OK, listen, how about this? How about we try to be genuinely good stewards of the earth to live comfortably and peacefully and sustain this planet, but recognize not Everything needs to be some insane cause. You know, I think y'all need religion. Seriously, they need something to believe in because this is nuts. I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.